You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Right, so thank you so much for staying with us. I'm sure you heard the, the headlines, breaking news there coming through from Utsile Saku that there has been a sentencing of the 26-year-old Ndiniso Kulumani who's been sentenced to life imprisonment at the Polokwane High Court for the murder of medical intern. Um, and that, you know, remember the story. I'm going to put, uh, you know, on the line SABC reporter who is at the moment in Polokwane Katlehonyoni Thank you so much, Katlecho, for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Betimelo, and to the listeners as well. Well, could you just give us the details of that sentencing, please, Katlecho? Basically, when Judge President of the Limpopo Division of the High Court, Ifan Makuba, delivered this sentencing today, he said that the country is in a grip of harrowing cases of gender-based violence and that it is the duty of the courts to send a clear message to other potential offenders that the courts are determined to restore the freedoms and rights of the most vulnerable, that being women and children. Effectively, sentencing in so Shilumani at 26 years of age, when he committed this crime, it was in January, he was 25. Now he has been given a life sentence. And yesterday he pleaded guilty to the murder of his former girlfriend and the mother of their child. And he pleaded with the court to, uh, to at least give him a minimum or rather a 15-year imprisonment with three years reduced. However, the court said it wanted to set a precedent because the judge had already determined that Nkwashi, I mean, Shilumani, was rather disrespectful and presented a sort of an arrogant demeanor, hence sentencing him to an effective life imprisonment. Just take us back to the actual murder case itself. What had happened there? When the case was reported on the 17th of January, it was inside the doctor's residential complex at Mangoyal Hospital, which is about 25 kilometers outside of, or rather 35 kilometers outside of Polokwane. Now, her lifeless body was discovered in the residential, in her room at the residential complex of the doctors. She started her internship on the 2nd of January. And the argument here is Shilumani, the man who has been sentenced to prison, had made threats to the father, Kenneth Nkwashi, who was one of the victims, that he will never see a cent or from the salary of this medical intern, and that if he could not have her, no one else would. So apparently during that period there was a fight, there was a scuffle, and the deceased was uh, died as a result of strangulation. And the judge dismissed it today, saying that the multi, uh, the way in which the person died does not matter. What matters is what happened afterwards, you know, the effect that it had on the family. So basically, Pimelo, this victim died in January at the hands of this, um, this man. Uh, you, you make mention of the fact that the judge was saying he was quite arrogant. Uh, what, what made the judge say that uh, the accused was arrogant? Well, basically, we saw yesterday when the National Prosecuting Authority said they want this suspect to be sentenced on the premise of, you know, a pre-planned murder of, or premeditated murder. So the evidence which was presented in court was uh, so grim that it included naked or nude pictures of the deceased that this man sent to the father also, the condescending tone in which he spoke to him, it also emerged from the text messages that he sent him, the father of the victim, that he was disrespectful towards him, he was threatening him, also 
stalking him, he knew his each and every single movement. The judge basically said that the youth of today are the ones who are most responsible for crimes perpetrated against women, and he needed to make an example of this man who appeared to be disrespectful, slightly arrogant, because yesterday when we were in court, Pimelo, we saw this man posing for us, the media, um, allowing us to take photographs of him where he, you know, flipped the sharp sign, you know, confidently so, like doing sharp, sharp. And we don't know what that meant. Some are saying that it's a communication method from prison. But he did that sign for us and even inquired and asked us if we had taken enough photos. However, today, it was a different approach altogether. He was seen crying. He had his head knelt down on his knees quite a lot of times. And he did not even allow us an opportunity to take clear pictures of him because he's wearing a facial mask and we want to just show the viewer and the audience that this is the suspect. But today we didn't get that opportunity. However, yesterday it was an entirely different story. Was this before he pleaded guilty? When he initially posed for photographs with us, this was before he pleaded guilty. We also could not determine what was going to happen in court. Mm. And we also could not determine that it was just going to take two days for this matter to be Mm. completed. So this was before his legal aid representative read out a verbal plea bargain deal where mm. he was basically pleading guilty and also some of the details of what happened on that day emerged. For example, him claiming on that plea statement that he tried, he attempted to resuscitate the victim by using a stethoscope, you know, doctors use those mm. devices, mm. that he attempted to feel the heartbeat and upon determining that there is no heartbeat, he fled. He fled, he fled to Guyani. He claims to have also tried to go into the police stations to hand himself over, but he realized that, you know, he was not ready yet, and then he went back home. Basically, the judge said he was not helpful to what solving this crime. How did um, the victim's family receive the news? The father of the victim, Kenneth Nkwashu, who testified yesterday, said that he... The family can now have closure. They are taking this as, you know, relief. They are relieved, mm-hmm. although this will not bring back their daughter. However, they are hoping that it also, you know, it reverberates throughout the country that other would be potential, you know, perpetrators of gender-based violence incidences can stop doing what they are doing. Their father did also mention, Pamela, that they are not at a stage where they can say they forgive Shilumani, mm. after having murdered their daughter, he said it point blank because remember he was also at the back end of receiving death threats from this man. So sure. he says it's difficult for him to say or get to a point whereby he can safely say he forgives him. But but but, but this is not to say that the actual uh, perpetrator has asked for forgiveness. He hasn't. He did. He asked for forgiveness uh, Mm. again yesterday on that legal document read by his legal aid representative Mm. that he said he's remorseful and that he's asking for forgiveness. However, through the uh, state, the family said they are rejecting that request for forgiveness. Wow, thank you so, so very much for, for that. That's Katla Khonyoni, SABC reporter there, reporting live from Bulugwani after the sentencing of Diniso Shulumani, who is a 26-year-old who's been sentenced to life imprisonment at the Bulugwani High Court for the murder of medical intern.
Sure. Shongile Ngushwa, um, who died in January. Thank you very much for that, Katleho. Uh, uh,